Welcome to the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast, where our goal is to connect listeners to the great outdoors with hosts Brian Hoffmeyer and Ben Brandell. I'm host Ben Brandell, owner of Meant to Be Outdoors, instructor of outdoor skills, and passionate about personal growth. I'm host Brian Hoffmeyer, wildlife biologist and avid outdoorsman. Welcome back to another episode of the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast. Ben and Brian are back today. We had a fun little weekend. We're going to bring you a whole new topic from out on the water. We had a good weekend uh, running a program. We're going to talk a little bit about that first. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to get into kayaks. Kayak. This episode is going to be all about kayaks, kayak fishing a little bit. Mm-hmm. So if you are an experienced kayaker or have never been kayaking, this episode will kind of be for both of you because mm-hmm. we're going to talk about some of the experience side and what kayaking has gotten into today, which is crazy from the origin of it. We'll start there with the history of it once we hop into it. So... Ben, why don't you tell us a little bit about what we had going on on Saturday? On Saturday, we ran a program for a group, and uh, the main point was to teach them kayak skills yeah, and we, fishing. We called it intro. Intro. To kayak fishing. Kayak yeah. lake fishing. Yeah, and the flow of it, we realized that we want to ensure that that our participants knew how to fish, the basics of fishing. Yeah, this right? is for beginner beginners. Yeah. The uh, how to fish, and then how to use your kayak and then we put them together mm-hmm. to actually go out and experience it. Yep. And we mm-hmm. wanted them, we, our goal for them was that by the end of this day that they could come back and do this on their own. But they did give us some personal go- goals uh, in between there. Yeah. And those personal goals, I think most of them achieved that, achieved which was that, yeah. so cool to see. So where we start was the first thing that we did with them. First thing is we had them, um, actually we, we dug right into fishing. Yeah. So um, taught them how to use a rod and reel. Um, even reading the rod from the line. Putting the line through the eyes. Yeah, line through the eyes, but also reading the rod, seeing what the rod allows you to use. Line weight. Yeah. You know? That's a big thing. You know, even people that go buy these rods and they're picking out one they like, not everybody knows. You flip that rod over and there's an inscription there just above the handle that tells you the power, the tip, the lure size, the line size. It tells you a lot about the rod that you're buying, the length. Mm -hmm. Um and so we kind of tried to give them an understanding of of what that meant and what they needed for the type of fish they were they were going to go. Right. I I see in life I see that most things that we're doing outdoors requires a tool. Yeah. And how you use the tool either makes the experience awesome or could be yeah not as good. Right. So in the tool of using a, a rod and reel to to go catch fish, um, whoever created that usually gives you some understanding of hey this is this is how you use it so instructions some instructions absolutely and so in the instructions you definitely want to read them so on the rod um you know really looking at what is the weight of the rod um what pound like how heavy of a lure are you using Mm -hmm. to match up with the rod and perhaps the reel yeah too light Mm -hmm. you're not you're gonna have a hard time casting it too heavy now you're risking actually breaking the tip off that rod right all kinds of that so really teaching the basics of that to them and then also in the reel, using a bail, so being able to flip over to spinning rod. You're using open-faced spinning reel. A spinning reel, yep. uh-huh. And, you know, the one thing that, that a lot of people don't know is there's usually a button on the reel. Mm-hmm. And that's what I wanted them to, if they could walk away with anything or remember anything, it was that button. Because if you flip that, the button, it allows you to reel backwards. We had a little uh, snafu with that, didn't we? <laughs> yes, we did. And <laughs> by reeling it backwards, your line will, what we call like a rat's nest, just... yeah get all bound up. And so um, really teaching those basics so that when they get out there and we're not right there with them, 
um, they're able to use that tool how it's supposed yeah. to be used, and it makes their experience better. We even were teaching them about the line. Mm-hmm. What, what made me think of that is using the word tool. So uh, we had eight-pound line on these spinner rods, and, and one of the, the gentlemen asked, well, if that's eight-pound line, what if I catch a 10-pound fish? It was a good question. It was yeah. a good question. Yeah. So that's that's what I'm going to explain. Look, this, this rod and this reel is a tool. Mm-hmm. You know, you've got a drag and a handle, and this rod has power. It's going to bend. So you are increasing the weight, limiting what is pulling on that. So you have to let it do the work. Um, mm-hmm. So you've got to let the, the, the drag of the reel and the bend of the pole, that's why you got to keep that rod tip up, maintain right. that angle. So that you are ever getting to eight pounds of pressure on that line to break. Right. And once you have all of that in place and, and you know what all that is, it uh, it can make your experience better, which is was my goal of teaching them now so that when they get out, they yeah. can do it. And something I wanted to point out, I mentioned the snafu. Um, when you're teaching people that, that are inexperienced or brand new to it, or even if they've done it for a while, um, Ben and I are both big at this. Even our two $300 rods and reels, we let everybody use everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've let your six-year-old son use my $400 spinning rod setup. Yeah. Let him use it, and then when it gets messed up, If I would have known that was $400, I probably wouldn't have let him use it. (laughs) (laughs) So thanks for telling me. Yeah, Yeah, I'll remember that next time. Yeah, Yeah, you would Okay, okay. All right. But, um, you know, I kind of got some of that from you. You know, if if I've got it and you want to use it, use it. Because at the end of the day, it's just stuff. It is. And it's replaceable. It's not life. It's not experience. Things that aren't replaceable. Mm-hmm. So it's just stuff. Let mm-hmm. them use it. Let them have a good experience. Teach them. To respect it. To, to respect it. Absolutely. We go over that before we ever get into any type of program. Yeah, I mean, that is the first thing we talked about. Yeah. Yeah, before we respect. even got into fishing. So, you know, if we were to break down the behavior side, that's exactly what we do first. But getting into the actual experience itself after behavior is, is yeah, the how to use the equipment. Yeah. Um. We also went through, um, I, I created little tackle kits for them, um, some moving baits. They and have their own. Bottom yeah. baits. So they had their own in case they wanted to switch. Because the last thing we taught them in fishing was knot. How to, how to tie a polymer knot, polymer yeah. knot um, how to tie that, give them the opportunity. And then once they got out there as a guide, if they needed help, we could do it for them. But right. wanted to teach them that skill too. Yep. So And then we, out of their box, we let them each pick a bait. Yep. Kind of gave them some simple, you know, wacky rig, Ned rig, those kind of things to, mm-hmm. to choose from. Mm-hmm. Um, pick their color, uh, all that, which is cool. You want to give them some ownership of what they're doing, but still be steering them in the right direction the whole mm-hmm. time. That right. At least that's how we go about it, right? right? Yep. And then after we completed uh, the basics of fishing, I, I guess to add one more thing, we did go to the bank's edge and had them cast so that they understood how to cast and we right. weren't trying to cast. Because, again, if, if you've never been in a kayak then you don't understand what I'm about to say, but it's really tough to fish in a kayak because of the possibility of tipping left or right, right? right. That that movement, that action of that. So casting and, and those... It's different than standing on the bank or the, mm-hmm. uh, the bow of a bass boat. So we wanted to make sure they had the basic skills of fishing before we got right. in. And then after that, um, we did teach them, you know, the basics of kayaking. Yeah. And there's a reason we use open-face spinning reels too. Mm-hmm. You know, they're so versatile. You can go to the ocean and fish with one. You can catch bass. You can catch sunfish, bluegill. Well, even at the basic, you can move the handle on the left side or the right left side. Left or right side, which is super important because right. when you have people coming to you, you don't know. You don't. They may not know, and they may want to try both sides to see what they like while they're out there. Mm-hmm. I've had that happen many times. Mm-hmm. But also, it's easy to use. You can teach most people to do it. I taught my two-year-old son how to do it. Like. Right. You, you can teach people how to use it, but it's still so versatile. Even pros have it in their locker or on their boat. And it works well with 
finesse style fishing. It does, which so, is usually what you're introducing. Right. The yeah. Introducing, yeah. It's a lot easier to teach people how to, I think, I could be wrong on this, but I, I believe that it's easier to teach finesse fishing than it is to what yeah. some may call power fishing. But or, even if, even if that's all they ever had and they wanted to go fish a jerk bait, a crank bait, a swim bait, a jig, you can do all of that on a spinning rod. You can. You don't yeah. have to get into a bait casting. So that that's why we use that. It's a great middle ground mm-hmm. of ease of use and teaching, but still uh, max capability. Yeah. yeah I do love that when you uh, when someone new to the to that sport or to fishing, uh, when you hand them a spinning rod, a lot of them will hold it upside down. <laughs> yeah. So they'll put that, that spinning rod, the, excuse me, the spinning reel at yeah. them. You know? Yeah. That's like one of the first things you have to teach is actually it's going to hang I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's always, seems to always be that way with, with people that are just starting out. Yeah. But be nice when you're teaching that. Be very be, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. yeah. It's just funny because it's, it does happen a lot. They'll hold it upside down. Yeah. Ignorance is not stupidity. Correct. Right. Those are two different things which we can get into That's at some other, point. Yeah. And, yeah. Whole other yeah. topic. Um, so right after that, we got into, before we put them in the boats, we went down to the shore, they cast it and then we uh went through some paddling yeah how to pad- basics yes. and, and safety so the actual um names and parts again getting into the tools of it from the kayak yeah. itself to the paddle breaking down what those are how to use them literally talking about what the ends of the paddle are called yes. called the blades all Correct. of that yeah you know uh educating them on that and then literally saying let's go yeah you know let's go do it let's go put it to the test the cool uh the cool thing is the area that we did this in um, we start off in about two feet of water. Yeah. So it was nice because there are some areas, if it was just 10 to 12 feet deep, if you had someone inexperienced and they flipped right then and there, now you got some problems. But to be in the two foot of water stopping was what definitely made me feel better yeah. about, uh, probably eased their mind a little bit too. They could probably, they could see the bottom. They could see the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. So we took off, we took off paddling. Um, we, we let them, we paddled a ways before we got into fishing just to make sure everybody was comfortable. Um, really kind of seemed like everybody did, but they were anxious to fish. They kept saying, can we, can we cast yet? Are we right? So I kind of had to pick a landmark out and say, you know what? Once we get up to that, I think there was like a, a flowering wild plum. I think once we get up to that white, white white flower tree, it was fish there. So, Mm -hmm. uh, we did, we started, we started fishing. Um, the water was still really cold. Um, I don't even know if I told you cause you, you had, uh, went on to another thing towards the end of the program while we were coming back. I found my, I have a little thermometer mm-hmm. on my kayak and I, I went ahead and dunked it in. We were at 54. 54. 54. That's funny because I told them I thought it was going to be 56. Yeah. yeah. I said, no, I think it's warmer than that. No, yeah. it, was, it was 54. 54. So it was still pretty Good. cold, so not super active. It was a beautiful weekend day. Yeah. And this was kind of an urban place where we were, so there was a bunch of people out. There were a lot of people. You know, it was the, the type of weather where you get a sunburn and you don't know yeah. it. Even the fire department. Yeah, they showed up. Yeah, not because of us or anything we did, but they were doing some training out there. They were they? out there in their rafts. You know, tra- we use that as an opportunity to, to to educate there too, because as they came through, yep. uh, again the the rescue teams they come through in their wake in their boat, they left awake, and just teaching those kids how to turn into that to to keep from flipping. So it, we use yeah. it as a teaching opportunity, and we try to do that with every opportunity that comes forward. It's because there's some, there's just always something to be learned. So right. why not take advantage of it? Definitely, um, and and seize the day. So we got into fishing. Um, had some bites, cut some. Yeah, it was a you know some of the goals they said they did achieve. Um, what they wanted to do. One which was, was just feeling comfortable holding the fish. Right. Yeah. yeah, and got to do that. And then, um, after that, we actually finished up with the. We came back, uh, cleaned up, and and had a big fish fry. So yeah. we cooked some white bass and crappie and some fried potatoes, and it was good. Yeah, we, good. we wanted to kind of give them the whole experience though. The yep. the paddling, the being on the water, the fishing, to 
what you get to do afterwards if you catch some fish a, a reward here of 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 having a meal mm-hmm. and, and how to cook it and how good it tastes because if you haven't had a good spring fish fry with some some taters and some only thing we could have added would be some morels yeah that would have been nice it's still a little too cold <laughs> still a little cold when i we looked went. yeah i looked yep but yep. uh anyway you know that that's kind of another little picture about what we do one of the programs that we offer we we really enjoyed it it was it was a fun day the weather was beautiful and I hope that those people that were, were involved took something away from it, too. I think they did. Yeah, I did, yeah. too. Uh, but, yeah, we just encourage you that if you have the opportunity to loan out a kayak that you own or or take someone and show them or help them buy one, please do that because I think the more people that get to experience it, it will help them to, to find something that, that they like. I will add, we taught them one more thing. We taught them how to wear a life jacket correctly. Yeah, You know, how to did. fit it to yourself. Um, wearing it one thing is one thing, but wearing it correctly is a whole nother. Yeah, it's 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 a tool, yep. right? And and if you if you purchase one that fits you correctly, you you actually really don't even know what's there. No. Um, but you know it is so important to educate people in the importance of wearing it. And then when you purchase it, you put it on, you're wearing it correctly. It makes it comfortable. I mean, you can have comfortable equipment. You know, Absolutely. a life jacket can be comfortable. I remember. My mom talking about the days growing up, going out fishing in the in the V bottom boat, you yeah. know. But she was wearing the orange, over the neck life jackets. They over the are, neck through the legs. Over the neck through the legs. <laughs> yep, up in the crawl. You know, it'll yeah. get you. Um, you know, thankfully, someone realized how much of a need there was. And there's a lot of options out there now to make yeah quality yeah. life jackets, and there are a lot of options, even specific to kayaking with places for baits and tools and all kinds of stuff mm-hmm. and really free up the shoulders so you can paddle and you can all paddle. that. So yes. Yeah, shop around, you'll find you'll find something good. Right. So we if you've been around the outdoors or any waterway pretty much anywhere in the US, you'll see kayaking's kind of a modern craze. Right? It's getting there. Yeah, it's exploded. It's exploded. They're everywhere. You've got the whole gamut of price ranges and You know what's exploded when Walmart start selling them. Yeah, and they have for a while now. You know, I could be wrong in this. I feel like Dollar General had some out one time. <laughs> they did. Dollar General. Dollar General, yeah. Which kind of going to give you away that we're in the, the, the Mid-South, the South, when you start talking about Dollar General, because yeah. they're yeah. everywhere. Yep. Uh, you ever see that? There was a meme of a guy holding the dollar, uh, one of the yellow... Dollar General shopping bags. Mm-hmm. He said, "Don't worry, guys. I I picked it up before it sprouted, because <laughs> <laughs> it just well, seems like they pop up everywhere." And that's how kayak fishing has, is yeah. starting to do too. And so you're you're starting to see it a lot. So when I see a craze like this, just the way the way my mind works, I want to know the history. Like, where did this even come from? Who thought of a kayak? Why is it popular? There's got to be a reason, right? It's not just it's not just cool. There's a reason yeah. that people are enjoying it. There's a reason that people are out doing it. So we started doing some looking and some research. They have been around a long, long time. And they actually date back to native tribes, the right. Inuit tribes. And they were created for hunting. The word kayak literally means, is translated to hunter's boat. It's mm, good. So now I'm like, well, what are they? What were they hunting with these things, right? Mm-hmm. So dig a little deeper and they're out hunting whales, Ben. So when when I first discovered that, that is actually my greatest fear is being like out in the middle of the ocean with no control. Yeah. Right. And so to think about being in a little one man kayak, just 
floating there with this whale that is massive. Yeah. That brings fear over me. It does. I, and, I would not like to be in that situation. And they're not the kayaks like we have today. They were making them out of driftwood yeah. and bone. They're making these these cages basically out of them and then taking seal skin and wrapping it around them. we got to remember, those things are dead. Yeah. So like a bone has no life in it. No. Bark has no life in it. It's just, it's dead stuff. Yeah. yeah here I <laughs> Here I am floating on it with this massive whale. I would be. Yeah, so they'd make the skeleton of this thing, so it couldn't have been that stable. Yep. And they're wrapping it in seal skin or whale skin. And then to make it water resistant, because it's still not water resistant, they're rubbing whale blubber and fat on this thing to kind of make it water repellent. Then they got out there and they're using these things and they're still realizing that they're falling into the cold water. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine a whale comes up and makes a big old wave and it'd be bigger than a, 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 a fireman's raft. It would be a bigger wake, I'm sure. Well, my fear in that is that lack of control. You're, there is nothing you can do but maybe stab them with a spear. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the hunting and <laughs> You're a fraction of their size. Yeah. Um, yeah. But they actually started to utilize, which is just so cool, um, just how resourceful they were. They would take the, the bladders of the seals and inflate them and stick them in either ends. Actually, in the kayak, started adding buoyancy and stability. They were just so resourceful. So they're using what they're hunting for to go hunt mm-hmm. like they're they're taking the seals that they're harvesting now making it easier for themselves to go hunt them and i, I it's just a really cool uh testament to to people to humanity yeah yeah now today we use styrofoam styrofoam and plastic <laughs> shoving it in the ends yeah. yeah yeah i guess yeah now today is more plastic but i remember um boats especially canoes back in the day uh, if it was a, a a metal style canoe it would have styrofoam shoved in the ends yeah mm-hmm yeah. Yep. So that was many, 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 many years, over, you know, a few thousand years ago, people were doing this. Yeah. Um, and then in the 1930s, in 1936, in the Berlin Olympics, it actually became an Olympic sport. They tested it out eight years before that, and then they added it to the Olympics, kayak racing. Now there's different variations. I think there's even whitewater kayaking. Mm-hmm. That's a fun in the one Olympics. To watch, Have you ever too. done that? Have you ever done, have you ever been whitewater kayaking? No. I've been kayaking. rafting. Yeah, rafting I have. Um, not in technical whitewater. Um, don't do this. Don't ever do this. <laughs> I'm not uh, sure that's how we want to start a story. <laughs> in a little town that I was in many years ago, uh, when a the long, town long river, time ago. it was a creek, when it would flood, uh, we would take fun boats and we would go in that flooded water and, and what I'll call play. So yeah. it's the closest I could say that I've been to whitewater um, kayaking. Well, we're in the class five rapid or anything though. Nope, but flood of water is very dangerous. Yes. So, so don't do it. Yeah, don't do that. Yep. Some guys really got in trouble many years ago here locally. Uh, yeah. And when I say in trouble, like almost lost their lives because yeah. they were out and, playing in that. And people have lost their lives of, yeah. of messing with, yeah, of being yeah. in flooded water. It's 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 not good. Yeah. Yep. It's not cool. Yep. Not, yeah, don't do that. So, um, you know, today's kayaks, Ben, I mean, like I mentioned earlier, there's the whole gamut. We mentioned Walmart. You can go to Walmart and get... I think there's some for less than two hundred dollars, mm-hmm. or you can spend five, six, seven, eight thousand dollars on the top of the line kayaks, um, which have everything on them. You can spend as much on a kayak as and a, all the things you want today as you could on a bass boat. Yeah, we, we were laughing. We yeah. were laughing the other day because we were talking about one of our friends' kayaks, and then we kind of started thinking about it. And we were like, he has more. And his kayak than we do in our our and bass boats, bass boat, yeah, <laughs> with 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 motors that go sixty miles an hour, Correct. you know. Yep. yep. Uh, so you can, but and there's nothing wrong with that. It just depends what 
what your objective, what your goal is, and mm-hmm. and are you enjoying that? So, um, how'd you get into it? Yeah. So kayaking, when well, and how? Yeah. When I was younger, it's foreign. I really didn't know much yeah. about it. It's always a canoe. You know, the we, same for me. We'd go what what back in the day they called it floating. Yeah. Okay. It's not floating. You're gonna call it paddling. It's paddling. Yes, yeah. but. Um, when we would go pad on do paddling trips uh, around here locally, they call them float trips. Um, we'd take canoes, yeah. and that same, was same for me. Or or john boats. So yeah, even little john boats. But back in the day, um, we started off with canoes, and it was really as I started getting into my undergrad. So my undergrads in recreation sport park administration. Yeah, and re- getting into that, that's when more people had kayaks, were kayaking, and that's when I had the opportunity to actually go try it. And right. now it hadn't exploded yet. You know, it was kind of on the, and the, not, it was the wreck side. Not to date you, but we're talking, what, 18, 19 years ago now, almost two decades ago that yeah. this really started being like something that was included in recreation programs and people were actually going out and buying and having at their house rather than a, than a canoe. Yeah, and, and in that day, you couldn't just go to... You couldn't go to Walmart and get one. No, the yeah. Walmart didn't have them. Um, even these little shops, we have some little mom and pop shops now that popped up that are just selling kayaks, you yeah. know, or kayaks and paddle boards. But yeah, they weren't around then. They weren't around. And you had to go to a big store or um, purchase them online, I guess. Right. Uh, so, yeah. So getting in into the recreation um, degree, that's when I got my experience and started doing it and, and fell in love with it. Yeah. It was awesome. Um, mainly because if you go, if, if I was to go by myself in a canoe, it's very difficult to load it, you know, the vehicle, the, how are you hauling it there? Once you get it there, the weight of a canoe, yeah. um, yes, you can throw it over your shoulder, but it's, it's a lot of weight. It's, yeah. it's tough to do all by yourself. And then to even paddle it in a canoe by yourself being in the back, um, it's doable. It's fun. But once you move from the canoe into the kayak, a single man boat, uh, the control you have, right? Yeah. Being able to turn, um, just I fell in love with it. Well, it's, it's a different feeling too because you're low. I mean, you're in the water, which I think is part of the kayak name, wasn't it, or something? But yeah, part of the definition of a kayak is that seated, that low seated position, right? Uh, Double bladed, right? Uh, or paddle, yeah, right. And and in that, you it is a different position. You you do feel safe. I kind of feel restricted at first, yeah, because I was down in it. Um, and we're talking about a sit in. There's a learning curve there, especially when you start adding fishing to it. There's there's a there's a learning curve there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and being able to have that control and not <laughs> relying on anyone else, being able to go do it myself was was kind of one of the main reasons why I wanted to go go do it. Yeah, I wanted to get and into it. You got in, got your own. You got you a fishing kayak now. now. I do have a fishing kayak now, and, and I think you do too. But what about you? What what started you off down the journey of kayak? So, I've always loved fishing, and I really got into bass fishing. Um, and I, w- I was like you, Ben. Growing up, we, we did. We called it floating mm-hmm. um, all the time. We're Every summer, multiple float trips, different rivers around. Um, but it was always it was always canoes and little john boats. And uh, you didn't even really see a kayak when you were out there. Now, if you go out there on the river, you'll see more kayaks than you see anything. You're, like, rare to be in a canoe. I'll add to that lakes. Yeah, even on the lake. You know, out in the lake in a bass boat going out. Watch out for them. You do have to watch yep. out. Coves, you know, uh, even putting your boat into the water, you have the kayakers using the same river same access. Ramp. The yeah. same access, and so you got to be careful for sure. Absolutely. Um, so how, how I got into it, um, it would have been in college as well. Um, uh, during undergrad, it wasn't because of college, but um, I had some friends that, that – 
each got a, a fishing kayak. And I was intrigued. I had a John boat at the time, but these guys were just slapping them on, going to all these different places that we'd never been before, slapping them on top of cars, mm-hmm. going on rivers that we never used to go because of dams. But now you could pick up a kayak, one person at a, by yourself, and carry it around this dam and go on the river down below. Mm-hmm. And with a canoe, you know, it was that was a big deal before. Yep. And so it, it was opening up new waters for us, not to mention um, it was just so much more affordable to get started. If you love to fish and you want to go fish two, three days a week, well, even to buy a John boat, it's cheaper to go buy an entry-level kayak, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now I'm affordable. I've got my stuff with me, um, and, and it was fun. It was super fun. I love that being low-seated in the water. Um, you're just right there with everything. And then once I figured out how to fish in one, I was starting to catch more fish. Mm-hmm. My, I mean, I remember my dad, I'd take it down to the lake. My dad would go out in the morning and then afterwards I would be out as well in my kayak. He's in his bass boat. Right. Just to clarify. Yep. Afterwards, we're talking about our, our day of fishing, you know, same fishing conditions. I'm having a better day. And he's like, man, I think there's something to this kayak thing. Well, guys, let's remember they're created for hunting. They're, they're stealthy. Stealth. There's something to that. Yeah. I'm not making a lot of noise. I'm sneaking Quiet. up on these fish. Mm-hmm. Even in the spawn, I could sneak right up on a fish in the bed in the, in the clear water and almost sit right there above him, and he's not even hardly spooked. Mm-hmm. It's totally different than this big, huge boat making all kinds of trolling motor noise and all this stuff mm-hmm. right above them. Right. Um, so, yeah, so I decided to get myself a, a fishing kayak after borrowing for a while. Um, in that, I kind of want to talk about things to consider when you're going to buy one. So for me, some things that were important were that I could carry it myself. Right. So I knew kind of the weight that that needed to be. Um, so I tried a couple different sizes. Um, you know, I'm a taller guy, six foot four. So I knew I had to be, your size and weight does matter mm-hmm. on, on the boat that you get. Because if you get um, too small, you're going to be unstable and flip easier and or be less it's, comfortable. it's tough to move through the water in because all yeah. the weight's in the front. Dragging too much. Yeah, in the bow of your boat and... It goes underwater and it doesn't track very well too. Right. But. So I knew that kind of, I knew I wanted to be in that, that 10 to 12 foot range. Um, so I tested some boats that size um, and finally decided on a 10 footer because I could carry it by myself. Mm-hmm. So if I wanted to go, go around a dam or if a log was over a river and I needed to go around, I could pick that boat up by myself. If um, there were places I went, um, you know, I'd park, I'd park my truck and pick up that boat and carry it. 200 yards mm-hmm. if I had to, to get to a, to an access point, which before with John boats and canoes, now, I mean, you're literally opening up new entry points, new, it was just so cool to go to some of these new places I'd never been before. Um, well, for anyone get, wanting to get into kayaking because of the explosion, right? And because of as many accessories you can add, you know, today the definition of kayak has changed yeah. because you can add trolling motors, uh, you can add you know, anchor systems, you can add. Yeah. They have the fins where you pedal and it, it is your propulsion that's underneath. There are so many options out there. So first electronics. Yeah. The electronics, power poles. (laughs) Exactly. It goes on and on. It's, it's it's great. But what is your objective? Right. You know, are you going to shallow rivers? Are you going to Lake? Are you doing whitewater? Are you trying to make a Bassmaster tournament, kayak tournament? Yeah, there's so many options. So what is your objective first? Yeah. And, and when we've had people, I know people have come to you and I and said, hey, I want to buy, whether it be a stand-up paddleboard, 
Yeah, people ask kayak. to consult, kind of. Yeah, yeah. What, what what should I use in the first one? What is your objective? What do you want to get out of it? And then what can you carry? You know, yeah. how are you hauling it? Hauling it being your vehicle, you right. know, because today they have inflatable yaks. Yeah. Yaks, I call and them it, yaks. If you're kayaks. not a fisherman and you just want to go down the river, well, don't spend the extra money to get a fishing kayak. Yeah. So how big is it? Do you want to be able to carry it by yourself? Or are you always going to be with other people? Then that may not be something you're concerned about. How big does it need to be for the size of person you are? And then make sure you're getting the right kayak suited for the use you're using it for. Because there are so many out there. There is. There's play boats. There's fishing. Um, sit on tops. There's hybrids. There's sit-ins. Mm-hmm. What time of year are you going to use it for? Do you need to be able to put a skirt? Because you're going to use it in January when it's freezing cold. So and talking you about dry? the skirt, that was that's another piece to this. That what's awesome about a kayak is that now t- today they make them where you can you have uh, waterproof compartments. Yeah, you know. So if you're wanting today multiple day trips, yeah. You if, are you overnighting? Stuff? Do you need dry compartments? Correct. I mean, what is your objective? What do you want to get out of it? And then start your journey. Um, how are you transporting it? So. You're gonna physically lift it. That's a good point. I didn't even have that on my list. Yes. Like, do you have a car? Do you have a truck? A trailer? A trailer? Right. Yeah. Because you can buy kayaks now that that you can literally attach wheels to, with trolling motors, and you can ride them almost all the way up to the to the ramp. Yeah. Basically, get out, grab the end of it, and then wheel it up to your trailer. Or yeah. If you can fit it in the back of it. So, what is your objective? How can you transport it? How much weight can you carry? And what um what are your hopes for? Are you fishing? Yeah, you know, and of course budget too. Oh, absolutely. You know, sure. I'm sure you you can figure that out. Well, that's where Walmart has come in. You know, a lot of people have talked about the quality of plastic, and and if you can only afford a one hundred, two hundred dollar kayak, but you want to go experience it, go then do it. it, You know, Uh, check your local, you know, your local parks, uh, like uh, the outdoor initiatives here that we have. You know, they they allow people to rent. To rent, yeah. And so go try it. See what kind of boats they have. Go try them. Go test them out. Go test them out. Some companies even have the kind of those beta programs where you can take them out and test them. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, consider all those factors if you're going to go buy one. Um, Ask a friend if you uh, can borrow theirs to test it out. And and most of them are going to let you. You know, you and I have both done that. Um, But for us, we don't have the trolling motors. Mm -hmm. We don't have... um, the pedals, we don't have all that. We we have paddles, the well, normal paddles. Because my objective is different. I have a bass boat. Right. So and we have added some to it. You know, I've put a, a older fishing graph and rigged up some batteries and some cables, and I, I put an anchor trolley on the side. Mm-hmm. And you can do those kind of things, add those aftermarket, kind of outfit yourself. It's kind of fun to play with. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some some DIY projects you can really enhance, enhance those with. Rod holders, all that. Having some rod holders built in was big for me because I knew I wanted to fish. So I did buy a boat that had some rod holders built in. A comfortable seat, but was see, a huge remember, thing I look it's for. your Those seats are big. Well, they are, but if you have rod holders built in, yeah, and you're you're going on water you've never been to, it can become dangerous because you have two. I'm just going to call them poles. You've got to be mindful. Sh- yeah, and if you're going under, by anything, trees hanging over the water, strainer, whatever strainers, yeah, whatever, you have to be so careful. Um, so know how to use the tool, know how to use the equipment. Yeah. I, I can remember a lot of times I've heard my rods start to tick limbs and I've had to reach back and grab them out of the rod holders and throw them on my lap, yep. you know, to get them down through. Thankfully, I've not broke a rod yet, but there's been some times where I would call it lucky that I didn't. Right. Um, but yeah, you have to be mindful of those sticking up. So yeah, there's a lot of things to consider there. For sure. Uh, going to streams, going to lakes. I bought a boat that I wanted to be able to do both with. I wanted to be able to go to the lake and to the, and to the river. Um, so there are, there are boats that are capable of doing both of those. And we've not even talked about the ocean. 
Yeah. You know, I mean, huge ones that you can go out on the ocean. We're talking about things that we've experienced, but there's, there's you know, here in the Ozarks Mm -hmm. and in Southern Missouri, that's, we're talking about our experiences. Um, you know, here in, in Northern Arkansas is pretty much, uh, where we do most of our recreating throughout the year. Right. But the reason that I have a kayak that is basic is because I'm going to, that when I'm using it, my objective is to usually be in narrow waterways. So like going up and trying to, to fish places that I, I can't get to my bass boat. And yeah, that's That's such a good feeling to get someplace where you're like, I don't think anybody's ever been here before. It does feel good. It's it's pretty fun. Pretty fun. So, well, you know, you have, you think you've covered everything on kayaks or you, you've got more you want to share? No, I mean, that's it. I, if you guys have questions about kayaks, if you've never experienced kayaks and, and you have questions for us, please reach out. Is it for everybody? When you study recreational activities, yeah, kayaking may not be for everybody, especially on the psychology side. So when you're thinking about why do people go do what they do, a lot of it has to do with, with personality yeah. as, as they're going to teach you. It's the personality side. So We all have our traits that, yeah. that God created us with. Some people, they don't want to go kayak or canoe. They'd rather go walk a paved trail right you know so and that's okay it is okay however experience at least one time go try it because even though you may perceive your personality not fitting with getting wet or being in a kayak um go try it so if there's programs in your area of people that are teaching or or you know offering kayak programs go try them at least once. I feel and like that's what, like with my kids, when I get out food and they've never seen it before, they're like, well, I don't like that. Yeah, I don't like it. Well, hey, how you know? do you know? You've never tried it. <laughs> I mean, their personality is telling them they don't, but go try at least once. Yeah. And if you don't like it, that's okay. Move on to something else, but give it a try. Um, because there are, there have been people that I know that, that thought they'd be terrified of doing it. And once yeah. they got in it, they they didn't want to get out. They didn't want to leave. They wanted to keep just, just paddling, hanging out there. So. Absolutely. So if you're a kayaker, I hope you've enjoyed this, kind of our experience with kayaking. Get out there and enjoy it Mm -hmm. uh, between now and next week. If you're not a kayaker, I hope this has encouraged you and given you some information to maybe give it a try. If you need help, if you want some some consulting on what to buy or how to get started, we would love to help you reach out to us on Facebook, Instagram, or even email us from our website. Um, Thank you guys for listening this week. Join us next week. We'll have a brand new episode for you. But between now and then, please get out and enjoy the great outdoors. Thank you for listening to the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast, hosted by Brian Hoffmeyer and Ben Brandell. Please help us by subscribing. Also, follow along on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook.